Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Obolewski. We've been counting down for the last few weeks now, down to the number one most listened to, most watched podcast of the last 200. And today, John, we're down to number two. Why don't you give us a a quick teaser as to what we're about to listen to? So uh, today's episode is entitled How to Lead Without Being Jerky. Um, (laughs) I worked on that title a little bit, you know, like I thought about how to lead uh, confidently without being a jerk. And I then I don't want to call any of our listeners a jerk. Um, You can be jerky without being a jerk. Uh, (laughs) We all have our moments, right? And, And so really, I think being a pastor, being a leader implies you lead. Right. That there are situations that call sometimes for swift action instead of collaborative consensus. Uh, You know, uh, some situations where you have to make the call, it it, it comes to your desk. Nobody else can make that call for you. And in those kinds of situations, leaders lead. And, And so in this episode, we unpack how to lead confidently because we believe the Lord wants you to lead with holy confidence, like a, yeah. a combination of humility and confidence, Yeah, you know, in a way that doesn't turn into you being too full of yourself or right. running over the team yeah. that you lead. And so, so yeah. Jim, that's really the heart, the spirit behind this <clears throat> second most yeah. watched and listened to podcast. We assume this is badly needed because this has been listened to again and again and handed from friend to friend and colleague to colleague. So we just get out your notepad, open your heart, get out a fresh cup of coffee, lean back in your chair and listen to the second most useful, most listened to, most watched podcast. And we hope that you enjoy this. And now. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this kind of mini series on Mm -hmm. hiring, you know, your staff, maintaining your staff well. And, And I like because on, in this episode, on this week, episode 105, we're, we're going a little bit, a little bit deeper, I think. Into yeah. that. And, that's, and, and really, we're not talking about taking people out to lunch or doing Enneagrams. We're talking about us as leaders, developing us. When the leader gets better, Craig Groeschel says everybody gets better. And that's I believe right. him, he has large biceps and a full head of hair at his age. So I, <laughs> he has to be telling us the truth. So tell us a little bit about episode 105. Yeah, I titled it, How to Lead Confidently Without Being a Jerk. <laughs> or without being jerky. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes Jim, a leader, we, we talked in the last two pods, you know, about the posture of a servant leader yeah. and, you know, being there to, to serve our team and help them grow and develop, reach their goals. Uh, but sometimes a leader has to lead. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some situations call for swift action instead of collaborative consensus, you know, and, yeah. and in those situations, leaders take, take the ball and they, they lead, they, they make decisions. Um, I, I, I recently had to make an executive decision about one of our marketing mechanisms here at Converge Coaching. Uh, it was causing uh, us headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, it was returning next to no profit to us. And even though its platform gave us uh, some exposure, the organizational pain it was causing us outweighed the exposure they were giving us, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. So after weeks of thinking and number crunching, I pulled the plug on that relationship. Yeah. And even though the decision really had no direct impact on our team day to day, 
<clears throat> in terms of operations. I made sure uh, I followed up with them yeah. uh, so that they were aware, right? I didn't want them to find out about this decision from a third party, <clears throat> yeah. but I didn't consult the team. I just saw this uh, becoming a deteriorating situation. And um, I had enough uh, of, a, of a runway with this organization to know this wasn't going to get any better. Right. And so I made the decision. And so sometimes you got to do that, right? As a leader, you make a decision yeah. <clears throat> and you let your team know what you did. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, but, you know, so sometimes you just have to do that, right? And uh, I, somebody told me this one time, and I wonder what you think about it. He said this, a, a bad decision sometimes is better than no decision. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, I think, again, we're talking about a problem and everybody sees it, but you're not doing anything about it. Right. So they, think, they think you don't see it. That costs you as a leader. Yes. So I think sometimes, you know, if, if, the, if there's a problem and everybody sees it and they, they know that you see it too, but you're not doing anything about it. I think that causes an even worse problem. So there are, there are times when just, they just need to see us as leaders lead. We're not yes. managers. We're not looking at an employee handbook to decide we're, we're leading. We have a vision. We're moving in a direction. So I think I think there is more change. I, I would rather make a bad decision than than to make no decision at all. I, I think that's true. Now define bad. You know they're going to be right. tragically bad, but I, I think movement is what is what others who see what's going on really want us to do. They want us to discipline. They want us to change. They want us to expel. You know they 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 want us to lead because they can't from their position. So. Yeah, and this wasn't often better than the no decision at all. And this wasn't a hiring decision, right? I wasn't making a, I, I, this was an organizational momentum decision. This was a, this was a decision about time resource and, yeah. and payback from that time and resource. Yeah. And it made no sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, that being said, so I think one of the questions I get quite a bit actually is how do I lead confidently? without being too, too full of myself, right? To, how do I accomplish that? Um, so I think the best leaders, and you might agree with this or disagree, either way, it'd be fun. Uh, yeah. The best leaders combine confidence with humility. Yeah. They're, they're humbly confident. Yeah. Um, I, I think confidence and humility are like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay. The, the chocolate and peanut butter taste better yeah. together than they do apart. Yeah. I think the two traits, confidence and humility by themselves can get a leader out of balance. Yeah. You know, yeah. Too much of one along yeah. with the absence of the other can send you into a ditch. Yeah. And, and here's the problem when you're a leader, when you go into a ditch, sometimes you carry your, your team sure. oh, yeah. right in there with you. What do you think about that thought? Yeah, I, I like the peanut butter because there's a, there's a balance. There's too much peanut butter and too much chocolate, and and there's a you know there is a peanut butter cup. So I I think that that is a a great illustration. The humble man who goes, well, we're just going to trust the Lord, but well, he's not really leading. And the guy that says, you know, um, the guy that says, no, I I'll, I'll be God. <laughs> you know that that both of them are making a terrible mistake that's going to cost their organization. So I I I like that, and I think sometimes it's I've told my team like I'm going to make a decision because I'm at about a seven, you know, I'm, I'm not at an eight or a nine or a 10, but I'm not at a three or a four or five. It's time to make a decision. Yep. I'm not overly confident that I'm making the right one, but I feel like the circumstances demand action. 
And so a seven is good enough for me to make a decision here and I'm going to make it, you know? So I'd like us to talk about how, how we can be confident as leaders without, you know, morphing into some sort of jerk, you know, uh, or heavy handed leader. And we do that by integrating confidence and humility. So, so here's a few ways I think we can do that. One, be open to, here's the first one, be open to constructive criticism from our team. We talked about this in the last pod, right? Um, I know this for a fact that God has used the well-timed feedback of friends and sometimes even foes to help me grow as a leader. Yeah. Um, Humility has nothing to do with having a low view of ourselves. Yes. It has everything to do with possessing an accurate view of ourselves. And I don't think I'm capable, Jim, of attaining an accurate view of my leadership without outside input. Yeah. Yeah. You you said it over a year ago. um, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That, that's one of those statements, one of those power statements you gave us a year ago. It's not, well, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. That's not humility. That's self-deprecating. That's don't right. expect much from me. That's lowering expectations. But just as I'm making my decisions, I'm not my number one consideration. I'm considering others before myself. That, that's humility. Yep. And I, I like that. I, I think, you know, I, I want to make a good decision. I think it also, the rest of the team you're talking to, it brings them into uh, a leadership role that certainly they will probably have at some point in their life. Correct. If, if your senior pastor can't teach you how to be a senior pastor, then what are you doing on that team? You know, yeah. you're probably going to progress somewhere in ministry to some other position to sure. when you're in at some point. So to have a, a father who teaches you how to fix what's wrong and bringing you into that process, I think is very valuable to your whole team. So it's, it's not just, you get a better outcome. You, you teach them how to make a decision. And then when the decision's made, there's buy-in because right. your team was a part of, of making that decision. As hard as it might've been to make it, you, you know that those who are in that room that help you reach that, that, that consensus, they'll, be, they'll have your back when the decision becomes public. Yeah. So here's the second one. And, and we're going to sound like we're on repeat from the last pod, but I don't care. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> um, express gratitude to your team on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, and gratitude is recognition that without my teammates, our organization will never reach its full potential. Yeah, right. Jim, the vision God's given us is too big for me to make it happen by myself. And so when I practice gratitude, it keeps me humble as a leader. It helps me realize that without you and without the Jamies and without Paul and without Mary, you know what? We could not accomplish what God has put in front of us to accomplish. Just impossible. So I do my best and I'm encouraging you as a leader. Part of leading confidently is expressing gratitude to your team for their contribution and making it something you do intentionally on a regular basis until you exercise that muscle enough where it just becomes reflexive and you don't have to schedule it in your calendar. Say thanks to Jim on (laughs) September 8th or whatever. Um, so I don't know if we need to explore that anymore because we've really, really touched on that in a deep way, unless you have something you wanted to say to that one. I I think, like you said, we said it in the previous podcast, but gratitude is gratitude is a better payday than the paycheck, right? It is when, when, when I can, I can work for two weeks without a paycheck, but not two weeks without a compliment without, without someone saying, I see the sacrifice. I see the commitment. I see, I see God in your life. I can live off. I don't need another paycheck for two weeks. That, that is the payday is fruit and sharing that fruit with others mm-hmm. is 
it was wonderful. I, I, I think it's, it's a great thing to infuse in every part of your culture. Yeah. So here's the third one, a yeah. third way to lead confidently without being a jerk. And that is to resist the temptation to take all the credit and place all the blame. Yeah. Success is a team game. Yeah. So is failure. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when your organization is succeeding, the humbly confident leader is generous with praise toward his team or her team. Right. Uh, and, and listen, the praise needs to be meaningful, right? of course, right? It should be tied to something specific that that teammate has done or it's hollow praise, right? It's, uh, I think it's, it's, think about raising children, right? It's, it's much better to praise them for a specific behavior yeah. than just to say some innocuous thing, you know, right. to them uh, that doesn't really, it's not connected to anything. Um, right. Conversely, when a teammate misses a deadline or turns in poor performance, the humbly confident leader resists the urge to quickly assign blame. Yeah. So yeah. here's what a humbly confident, confident leader does when somebody is not performing up to par or, or to standard. They, they look in the mirror first and they say, was this teammate clear about the outcomes I wanted? Yeah. Did, did he or she understand the timeline? Did they have enough resources? Yeah. to get the job done. And only after that self-evaluation is completed, does that humbly confident leader address the issue clearly and respectfully. What do you think about this third one, Jim? I, it, it makes me want to work for this person. The person we're describing now, it makes me want to be on their team um, because I, I, I'm safe. I'm appreciated. I'm going to be taught. I'm going to be fathered. I'm not a slave. I'm not strictly an employee responsible for screwing this number of nuts on this number of bolts. Right. By the end of the day, they've taught me what a win looks like. Um, I, I want to come back tomorrow and play on that team some more. And I, I think, you know, we, we talked about employee, employer in the last pod. We talked about father and child. You know, we yeah. talk about teams as well. Paul uses illustrations from sports, from family, from yes. the military. You know, we're, we're trying to describe something that's a little indescribable. But there is the authority of the military. There is the aspect of unity in a team. There is the, the rules of the competition. There are, there are mothers and fathers. So I, it's, it's all those things. I mean, being a good leader is you're a coach, you're a parent, you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're a brother, you're a sister. Uh, sometimes you're the recipient as, as a child would be of the wisdom, regardless of the position. You recognize truth is coming from the Lord through, you know, in some biblical cases, a donkey. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I just, the, what you're describing as a dynamic, I think all of our hearts are saying, I would love to be on that team. Yeah. And, and so uh, this one is a kind of counter our flesh, right? Yeah. Because when things go right, there's that fleshly part of me that wants to take credit yeah. and not share that. And when things go wrong, there's that fleshly part of me that wants to instinctually blame somebody else for not, yeah. instead of me first saying, Hey, did I play a part in, in this? Yeah. Uh, so that's the third piece about leading confidently, but being humble at the same time. Let me give you one more. Yeah. Uh, and that's this looking at setbacks as opportunities for growth. That's huge, John. And again, that I just described, I want to be on that team. That's a cherry on top of that Sunday. It's not, it's not pass fail. It's not binary. It's growth. Yeah. It, that, that my leader is going to insist on maturity and help me with it, insist on excellence and help me with it. Yeah. When I achieve it, there'll be praise. When I don't, there'll be this, this loving 
you know, tutelage, because I, I am trying as hard as I know how to try. Right. I think I think none of us are in the ministry or any leadership role for the money and the fame. Right. There's no school teacher. There's no police officer. There's no you know, it, it's not for the money and the fame. It's a passion. It's a, it's right. a calling. It's an anointing. So here we are living this. And I'm already going to fight the devil. I'm already going to fight the culture. I'm already going to fight the world. I don't want to fight my leaders. I want my leaders to be, right. you know, again, as invested in me as I am in, in their vision. Right. So when, when we say, man, that, that was a terrible flop. That was a horrible failure. You did an awful job. And we're both laughing. Yeah. And let me tell you three things that help you never to go there again. Because I did the same thing when I was at the same stage. Like they're, they're joining me. Am I almost my embarrassment? That's right my humiliation and saying, not saying it's okay, but saying, let me, let me show you the way out of the hole. Sure. You just, you just fell into. Yeah. That's, how uh, how yeah. can we grow uh, from this? What can we learn from it? You know, so when you're a humbly confident leader, when, when there's a setback, you, you respond to that as an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And it's going to require you handling that with a blend of humility and confidence. Yeah. You know, I, I, I pretty sure this is universally true. Not one person on your team is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> including you. I guess right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Leaders are works in progress who lead people who are works in progress. Yeah. And and so, you know, leading this way, Jim, is totally within the reach of every person who's listening here. I believe that. Um, you can learn. This isn't an, an, something you're gifted with. This is something you learn yeah. how to do. And you might be listening or watching today and saying, and you might need more confidence. Yeah. You know, you, you've, you've got the humility piece, but you need more confidence. Listen, God, you are God's man. You are God's woman for that organization. Yeah. And it's important that you understand that. That doesn't mean you're on a pedestal. That doesn't mean you're better than other people, but you are the person he has called yeah. to lead that outfit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, you tell yourself that until you believe it. Um, you may need more humility. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's possible to lead confidently without being overbearing, without being jerky. And, you know, leading like this, you said it already, but I'll just say it again, makes you a leader worth following. Yeah. Uh, when I lead like that, Jim, everybody on my team wins. Yeah. Our organization wins. The people we serve, yeah, they win. Yeah, everybody wins when we learn how to lead this way. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. You got a final thought about all yeah, of this? I, today? I just, we we are blessed with a long term staff. We have staff members that have been here twenty three years. Yeah, um, and and the entire staff came from inside the organization over the last twenty seven years. So people got saved here, discipled here, served here, and then we're we're called here into ministry. And I, I, what's neat about that is, is every step requires what you're talking about. Not, not just from me, but from the whole team. People want to take a 50% cut in pay <laughs> to, to be a part of because God's called them here. Mm. And, and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's not, it's not all fun, but man, it's, it's certainly not all work either. Yeah. You know, the, the job reviews and the staff planning days and the calendars and the budgets, that's all, there's effort in that, but but with the vision in mind, working together as a team, as a family, as a military unit, uh, as a staff, but, you know, once we understand that and everybody's comfortable and, you know, we can make fun of each other, we make fun of ourselves, not, not in a you know, humiliating way, but it, to, to be on my staff, you kind of need, you kind of need a sharp tongue and a thick skin 
because we're like puppies in a box. We just chew on each other constantly. Nobody gets hurt, but we're all covered in each other's saliva. That's just part of the dynamic of our staff because we're a bunch of blue collar construction workers and auto workers and carpet salesmen and painters. And, you know, we used to be other things before we became, yeah. you know, pastors. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I love being on, and I just want to say this to those who are listening. I love being on Converge's team. Um, I, I don't have to do any of this. I don't, you know, I, I, there's no obligation. There's no, I, you know, money. There's no, it's literally because it's fun to be on John's team. And I know I'm speaking for Mary. I know I'm speaking for Paul. I'm, I know I'm speaking for, you know, the twins. I, I you know, all the, the Jamies. We have 17 Jamies that work on staff here, evidently, you know, it, it's fun. It's, it's just fun. It's, it's an outlet to be who you are that's yeah. productive and, and appreciated and all the things we talked about. So I, I, I lead a staff, but I also am on a staff and I'm telling you that this is, this is the best way to do life. And if it's all grades and numbers and performances and criticisms and critiques, it's, I don't know, there's just not enough money in it to make it fun. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think this is great teaching, great leadership. And I'm grateful, John, for your hmm. example in my own life and, you know, and those you serve. So yeah, that's my, that's my closing. This is this stuff. All right. I'm a recipient of it. It works. Well, John, that was our, that was our second most, second most watch and listen to podcast. And next week we're going to be bringing it back to number one, but before that, just give us your thoughts. You having listened to this now, it's been quite a while since we recorded that. Uh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts for episode 199 here? Well, first of all, we hope that it's been uh, a, a help to you, you know, that yeah. it, it was practical, that's something you can use. Yes. Um, Jim, I had a couple of next steps in mind, I think, uh, that I'd like yeah. to share. Um, the first one is, you know, remember that being a, a becoming a humbly confident leader makes you worth following. Yeah. Uh, there are some leaders who aren't worth following, believe, you know, because they, they yeah. just they're bullies, you know, they, they just yeah. run over people. And that, yeah. uh, that type of leadership style only works with about 2% of the population. Yeah. And uh, so remember, this is a, this, this area for you, if it's a growth area, it will, it will revolutionize um, the people that you lead. They're going to love working with you. If you figure this out. Secondly, yeah. um, I want to encourage all of our listeners and watchers to make a commitment to expressing gratitude to your team more consistently. Yeah, yeah. Jim, I, I work really hard on that. I don't know as a leader if I do that well enough, but I really yeah. try when our yeah. teammates are are doing good work. And some of that good work is out in the open. It's in public and it's seen. And some of that good yeah. work is behind the scenes. Yeah. But I don't like the work behind the scenes to not get some public notice. And so- yeah. I, I feel so compelled to do that because I, I feel like when I get a compliment from my boss, when I, when my boss said, John, you did a good job. I can run yeah. in the strength of that for weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it costs him or her nothing. It doesn't, that's the beauty of this expressing gratitude only costs you thoughtfulness yeah. and a little bit of time. It doesn't cost you any money. It right. doesn't, and and so it's just something that I I think we all need to take a step back and say how am I how am I doing that am I doing yeah. that well enough? Right. Um, and then the third thing that just really pops out to me as a next step is this: understand that challenging moments with your team 
have the potential to be growth moments for you mm -hmm. and them if handled with this proper blend of humility yeah. and, and confidence. And so Jim, yeah. those are kind of some next right steps on. I would wanted to encourage our listeners and watchers to consider. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to believe that 200 episodes ago, I think the entire staff of Converge was just a, a handful of people. Now started, you said yeah. that, Hey, somebody did something great. It takes about three days for everybody on the team to yeah. kind of say, way to go. Good for you. Yeah. Because there's, I, how many are on the team now, John? Do you have a, a 21, in mind? 21 people 21 now people on the team. team yeah. And back when, when you and I first started this 200 episodes ago, maybe three? five, five. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just amazing the growth. So if you were wondering if you're doing a good job, let's look at the fruit. And I can tell you that you're, you, there's good roots and, and converge and you're uh, you're a great leader. We're grateful for you. So you. next week we come back for the number one most listened most watch. I, I wonder. I wonder if anybody can guess yet what it is. What's the one they've listened to the most or passed on the most? Because that's the one it's going to be. So, God bless you, our dear watchers and listeners. Guys, next week we're going to come back. Episode number two hundred, the number one most listened to, most watched episode. We know you're going to want it. Matter of fact, I bet you. I bet you in, in next week is that's going to be the new one. The new most watched, most listened to episode will be that one in a short amount of time. So, God bless you as you continue to lead. Come along.